Oh, boy. <laughs> Good morning. It is such an awesome thing to be with my Peterborough family. You are my family. Glory to God. Um, when Pastor John and I spoke about being here, immediately I said to him, yes, sir, I have this date available. And he said, okay, we will take you on the 7th of November. I spoke with that lady that keep me on the straight and narrow <laughs> this morning. And she asked me to greet the saints of God. And that greetings is coming from uh, Mrs. James. So I greet you on her behalf. And she said to me, Vincent, we have not had rain for a little. But now we are having rain. And of course, she is very excited about the rain because her plants on the outside is getting all this rain. So, bless the Lord. I'm glad to be here. It's good to be in Father's house. It is the greatest thing to be a lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is none like him. I saw a, a, a particular note this morning that I, I must have written some time ago and didn't pay much attention to it. And the note said, how God, the Holy Spirit, humbled himself to live in man. I, I you see, since the spirit of the living God cannot be taken for granted. He is the third person in the Godhead. Very God. And the may I in my puny mind say that he is the great 
CEO of the church of the living God at this time. And we are honored to work to first to be chosen then to be called to work with him. To God be the honor and the glory. Now that I have taken up so much of the time, I have got to cut short my reading. And of course, remember, my name is James. And so I am reading from the old King James. <laughs> See with me, please. Okay. I am reading from Second Kings chapter 2. I had planned to read from verse 5, but I am going to skip and jump uh, between verse 5 and verse 15. Verse 8 says, And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the water and they were divided hither and thither, and they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken away from you and Elisha said I pray you let a double portion of your spirit be upon me I like the brother man he asked ambitiously and he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so unto you. But if not, it shall not be so. What do you think happened after that? Elisha's eyes never leave Elijah. Glory to God, Rev. As long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, here comes <laughs> glory. The double portion the inheritance. <laughs> and just about everything. Verse 11. And it came to pass. As they still went on. 
and talked that behold there appeared a chariot of fire. Horses of fire. Oh boy. Chariot. Horses of fire. And parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up in a whirlwind into the heaven. And he is still there today. And Elisha saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. Verse 13. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. Watch this. Verse 50. And when the sons of the prophets, which were viewing at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah rest on Elisha. The question is, what did they saw? To make a statement like that, they must have seen something. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters in Peterborough, when you are looked upon by the public out there, what do they see? Okay, come on, Vincent, time to preach, son, time to preach. If, if you request a topic for this morning, it is entitled, The Second Wave of the Holy Spirit from Jordan. The second wave of the Holy Spirit from Jordan. Now, for a lot of people, Jordan does not convey 
a good name. The moment Christians talk about Jordan, it has to do with difficulties, rough times, because Jordan itself is not an easy river. The Bible said that Jordan overflow its bank all summer. Naaman, the captain, said when Elisha, the man of God, uh, sent to him and said, go dip in Jordan. He said, me? Dirty Jordan? Not me. I have some good rivers where I am coming from. And one of his servants had to get near to him and say, if the prophet had bid you to go do some great works, you would have done it. So if he said, go deep, then go deep. One of the most interesting things about these two prophets, Elijah, Elisha, <laughs> Elijah in just a few chapters of First Kings dominated first kings altogether. Chapter 17, Elijah showed up. No genealogy. Nobody knew his mother, father, or his descendant. He stood before Ahab, the idol worshiper, and he said, there shall not be you nor reign upon the earth, but listen to this, but according to my word, not even the word of the Lord, my word and the brother put on the lock on heaven and walk away. For three years and a half, they searched for him and couldn't find him. The brother dominated first kings. But then comes second kings. But in first kings, before second kings, after he had accomplished all that he had accomplished, what I like about these two prophets, they were action prophets. They love action. They love to be where the action is. They love to be where the Holy Spirit is flowing and getting things done. And saints, may I hasten to say that I believe that there is a second wave of the spirit of almighty God coming for the church of the living God. 
we ain't going home sick and feeble and weak and dragging our feet through this earth. The church was born in power and spiritual energy. It shall be raptured in power and spiritual energy. And the awesome thing about it is that it is the Lord who said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So no virus, no government, no human being shall stop the forward march of the church of the living God. There is a second wave coming. And I believe that Almighty God is already at work preparing the hearts of his people. Because the Holy Spirit shall be poured out in vessels. Vessels that are prepared. Thank God for what is happening now. But there is so much more. So, after Elijah had done all that he had done, and, and somebody said that Elijah, but he ran from a woman. Well, you can say what you have to say, but after a man of God stood up to between 400 to 850 false prophet, called fire down from heaven, consumed the sacrifices, and then in the zeal of the Lord for Israel's sake, he has taken off the head of false prophets. The poor brother was tired. <laughs> and being tired, Jezebel said to him, What? My prophets, he took off their head. And Ahab said, yes. And Jezebel sent one message. Your head tomorrow shall be like that of the false prophet. And oh boy. Elijah decided to run. <laughs> Found himself and he sat under a juniper tree. Brother was so tired he fell asleep. 
And while he was sleeping, an angel came, watched over him, cooked a meal for him. Woke him. Brother opened his eyes, saw the meal. I don't even know if he saw the angel. He saw the food. Ed went right back to sleep. And the angel stayed there. Cooked him another meal. Mighty God of heaven. Oh, saints. When the Bible said that the angels of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him and delivereth them, I am here to tell you that you did not get here this morning by yourself. You are his majesty's children. You belong to a royal family. And being royal, you don't travel alone. Alone. The word said he got up and he went in the strength of that meal. Forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. And, and, and um, you are saying, uh, Pastor James, where are you going with this thing? I am going to Elisha. <laughs> because when he got up there and he began to complain... The Lord said, I have reserved the several hundreds that have not bowed their knees to be all idols. What must I do? Okay, Elijah, go anoint Elisha. And anoint that person, anoint that person. And... Elisha, I come to Elisha because Elisha must need replace him. What is amazing here is here is a prophet who under that tree said to the Lord, I don't want a woman to take my life. You take it. In other words, the brother wished to die. Yet, God have a different plan for him. God planned to bring him home in a chariot of fire with horses of fire. Jesus. So often we pray some prayers <laughs> when we are discouraged when we when the enemy said don't you see God give up on you and you are no good we tend to go into this pity party 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But God have different plans. So the brother found Elisha. And I like how he found Elisha. The, the Bible said that Elisha was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. It means that the brother was a farmer. And not only a farmer, but he was a hard worker. And what I developed from that is that God don't pay lazy people any mind. The person who that is working hard, that's the person that God find to use. Excuse brother James, please. The Bible said the, bro the brother passed through his mantle over him instantly. Elisha said, the call of God has come. So it's time. It's time to move. It's time. It's time to move. It's time. You've got to know when the call of God come. That it is time to move. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, it, it, it is that inner voice of the spirit of Almighty God inside of you that move you because you must need sheer Christ with someone else. And the urgency is there to do it. Elisha got up and began to run after Elijah. And Elijah said, I didn't do anything to you. And Elisha said, yes, well, watch the ride, brother. You just watch it. The word said... He killed the oxen, fed the population, and ran after Elijah, the man of God. Because the inner need inside of you, that spiritual need inside of you is going to urge you and the Push you and motivate you to go after the person that you believe that God has set in your life to help you in the spiritual pathway. So, all right, found him, ministered to him for quite a while, but now the time came. For the changing of what I call the changing of the guard. It is amazing that um, in the changing of the guard, it's going to take place at Jordan. Jordan first mentioned in the Bible was when Lot in, in, in the book of Genesis, I think about Genesis 13, lift up his eyes and look on the plain. Of Jordan. 
Jordan, the most popular river spoken of in the word of God. Jordan, the place where John the Baptist had his baptism. Jordan, the place where Jesus was baptized. Jordan, on Jordan's bank as Jesus stood there, the Holy Ghost came from heaven like a dove and rest upon him. Jordan. Jordan. 250 miles in length according to history. Jordan went through this particular lake. Then it dumped itself into the Sea of Galilee. Then it went on to finish in the Dead Sea. The deepest part of the earth. The Dead Sea. Jordan. The change is going to take place in Jordan. The most challenging part of your life is God's opportunity to bring about the change that God wants in your life. Jordan. Jordan. And so, the sons of the prophets, who didn't want anything much, they were comfortable being the sons of the prophets. And they look at Elisha and said, the Lord is going to take your master away from you today. He said, yes, I know it. Hold your peace. In other words, close your mouth. And he went on to Jordan and the sons of the prophet said, Don't you know your master is going from you to the... Yes, I know. I know. And Elijah said, Elisha, stay here. Because the Lord sent me there. As the Lord live, I will not leave you there is something that you have that in my generation I am going to need two times and I know how that is interpreted by theologians Theologians said that the first son received a double portion of the inheritance of the father. But watch this. Watch this. God's double portion is completely different from man's double portion. Elijah worked 16 miracles. Elisha worked 32 miracles. 
And what is interesting about Elisha working these miracles, and don't worry, I'm going to go back and then I, I, I close up here. What, what, what is interesting about this is that after Elisha worked 31 miracles. Now, what, what is also amazing between the two prophets Elijah prayed for most of his miracles. Elijah speak most of his miracles. He, he looked at the uh, prophet whose wife was a widow who they want to uh, sell, she would have to give up her two sons and, 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 and the lady cried after the man of God and the man of God said, what do you have in your house? Just a pot of oil, sir. He said, go borrow vessels, not a few empty vessels. Uh, Jamaica is a country that loved to import. And this time of year, I can tell you that Jamaica uh, is going to ship Jamaicans between Canada, U.S., England, is going to ship a lot of barrels home. And these barrels are 40, 50, and not liters, they are gallons. Some of them reach me way up here, and they stock them with stuff. <laughs> Elisha said, borrow vessels. So Vincent, in his puny mind, begin to see some of these 40 gallons barrel, empty barrels going to this lady's house. And, and she began to pull from that little pot of oil and pour in. And the more she pour in is the more oil in the pot. And the community, the city of Peterborough was empty with all empty vessels packed in one home. Oh, Jesus. What are they doing there? <laughs> this widow woman is fooling them with oil, pouring oil in. And then when they were filled, she said to the man of God, Oh, there is no more empty vessel in this city. What must I do now? And the man of God said, draw out the oil and sell it. You know what is amazing about that oil? The people in the city never taste any oil like that in their life. So she was selling oil. And the man of God said, sell the oil Pay your 
death and watch this. Live off the rest. In other words, God is a God of abundance. When he's taking you out of poverty, he is removing you completely from poverty. So, forty-seven miracles between the two of them, but one is needed <laughs> to make the forty-eight. Second Kings, chapter thirteen, and and you, Pastor John, Pastor Janet, Pastor Joel. Man, I don't understand the workings of Almighty God. He, he, it's a mystery. The Bible said Elisha died and was buried. Some Moabites came out to raid the farm of Israel. And so they were carrying a man that had deceased to bury the man. And they couldn't get to the burial site. So they decided to borrow Elisha's grave. And they passed by and throw the body in Elisha's grave. The word of God said that the dead man touched, watch this, not the flesh, but the bones of Elijah. And the dead was resurrected to life. And he came out of the grave and went after the rest who brought him there. Oh, Jesus. Going right back there, <laughs> we said that Elisha was anointed to the bones. Ah. Jesus. Man. Going back there, when you read the story of Elisha's death, the Bible said he took sick and died. Yet, the man born resurrected and dead. And he took sick and died. Oh God. I don't understand it. If so much anointing. And power. Was in his bone. How it didn't drive the sickness. Out of his body. I do not understand. His majesty. That is why. When. 
when we are sick, just keep, keep your focus. Keep your gaze on the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell him, if you want to heal me, Papa, that's your business. But I am going to keep going right on. Right on. Glorifying, praising, honoring, and lifting you up. No sickness or disease is going to hold me down. Because at your pleasure, one word from you can remove this. Oh boy. That's Elisha's 32 miracles. In closing, watch this. Elijah's ministry come to an end at Jordan. But right from Jordan, the second wave of the Spirit of God upon Elisha begin. The lesson I am learning, I said it a little earlier, the lesson I am learning here is this. In your moments of difficulty, in your moments of Challenges is God's opportunity to revolutionize your life and to load you with a second wave because it is coming, saints. Whether you believe it or not, it's coming for the church of the living God. It is coming. It is coming. It is coming. It is coming. Believe it. Embrace it. Declare it. May the Lord settle this word in your spirit. I, I, I wonder if I can do it. Two minutes? Two minutes. Two minutes. In one of the greatest moments of my life, after walking away from business, because the voice of the Lord spoke to me directly, this is what I want you to do. And months after, the apostle of the Lord Griffiths phoned me and said, uh, the Lord said so and so and so. I said, yes, you are just confirming. Because he spoke to me about three months ago about it. And in the middle of packing and moving to a different part of the island in one weekend, several attacks of the enemy came my way in one weekend, including 
my the little car that I had that a policeman ran into the side of it and the moment he did the gentleman or the man stepped out of his car with his gun in his hand <laughs> and I walked up to him and I said my name is Vincent James my car had slid a little because you didn't come over that, you were coming on that bridge too fast. And I stepped on the brake and it just slid a little into yours. I said, I am taking the responsibility of this accident. And he stood there and he looked at me. Put back is 45. And said, okay, Mr. James, let's exchange documents. So I went home with this crushed vehicle on the side. Took it to the mechanic to get it fixed. And when I leave it at the mechanic, I took a taxi to go home to that little town on the outside of Mandeville where I was living. And the taxi picked up several persons. And an angel of God came in the taxi in the form of a human being. The taxi gentleman said to me, Pastor James, what happened to your car? So I was explaining to him. And from behind me, that being lay his hands on my shoulder. And begin to prophesy. And told me next year, this time, this is what is going to happen. And that is what is going to happen. And all that happened to you here now you are going to look at it and see the victory that Almighty God shall give you out of all of this. He took his hand off me, stopped the taxi on the road that I live, came out, I glanced and I saw this man going down through a little street there and I said, oh, he's living on my road so I will see him and thank him for 20 odd years. I searched 
I never find him until this day. But the word of God that came through him because Father knew I need that word at that time. So, Saints, if I am wild in evangelism, it is because of my personal experience with Almighty God. God bless you. Thank you. I want to experience that second wave, and I want it to happen quickly. And I do believe that uh, when uh, when we when we, we can we can pass on uh, anointing, you know. And uh, and so we've had uh, some Jamaican flavor here. I love the way you present, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a lovely uh, change, but uh, you know what? It's the message that matters, and uh, and I do believe that we're in an Elisha moment when we need to fix our eyes on Jesus and participate in the second wave that the Holy Spirit wants. First wave came in the early 1900s when the Holy Spirit came and it revolutionized the entire world. It created the fastest growing church in the world ever had ever seen the fastest growing organization is the Pentecostal movement throughout the world. It grew faster than anything, anything else, any other movement in history. And that was just the first wave. Well, I believe the second wave is a double portion. So uh, I want to be a part of that. How about you? Okay, so, uh, you know, I want to take the word that was given. It's a seed. Uh, but let's, I want to scatter the seed to all of you. Uh, and, you know, things seem odd until they happen to you. And then they become quite natural. And I think when the Holy Spirit came in the early church, it was quite natural and normal for them to see miracles and God working in terrific ways and, and, and God encounters and hearing the words of the Lord. I think it became very normal. And I want that to be normal for us as well. So I'm going to ask Pastor Vincent just to uh, give us an apostolic prayer. So uh, this, is, uh, um, an, uh, this is an appointed moment. And uh, I believe you've given a, a word from the Lord that's both prophetic and apostolic. It's a word that is for now. So I'm going to ask you just to pray. We will receive from you uh, what God deposited in you. Spread it on. Let us stand, please, for prayer. Heavenly Father, in the holy name of Jesus, your Son, our Savior. We draw near the mercy seat at this time. We thank you for your love towards us. We thank you for choosing us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Thank you. We thank you for calling us in time to serve you. And Father, there are many words, prophetic words, and in your word that you have 
given to the body of Christ. And Lord, at this time, for our Peterborough Assembly, those who are here and those within the hearing of our voice, Holy Father, may they be affected deep within the inner region of their spirit. Jesus, you said, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And that we should pray to the Lord of the harvest. Father, you are the Lord of the harvest. We are praying to you at this time. That you will break forth in our spirit. Ah, you will deposit deep within us the spirit of evangelism. I remember when through prayer and fasting I sought your face as a young Christian to find out what you called me for. And you said you called me for or to a life of love. And care. And Lord, I thought I was disappointed when I was finished. But then when you called me into this evangelical ministry, I realized that I must have loved to love the sinners. And care for them. To witness to them. And to convey Jesus in them. And so that spirit that you deposit in me, I ask you this morning to release it in this assembly. In the name of Jesus, that it will be released in this assembly. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, break down our stubborn will. Remove from us those things that will hinder the free flow of the Spirit of God until we are aligned with God. God, the Holy Spirit, to do your will. Hear us from heaven. Break forth upon us. Break forth upon us. Break forth upon us. Break forth upon us. And get it done Lord only you can do it no one can do it like how you can do it and so we give it all to you now as we lean upon you in Jesus' name Amen
If you receive that, I uh, want you just to repeat, Amen, so be it. Amen.